0: Cosmo Kentish Barnes is with John Collier, a self taught botanist who wants locals to start planting edible perennials, not commonly found in the region, that are growing in his nursery and food forest.
1: We're on the north side of the Nile or Waitakere River, surrounded on pretty much four sides by native bush, and listening to some distant sounds of the birds on the hill. How much land do you own here? Uh, so our, our property is uh, 62 hectares and probably about 61 of that is relatively immature native forest. And yeah, there's 20 metre limestone cliffs hiding in the forest there that we can't see because it's all behind the trees. Mm. Tell me what you do here. Okay, on, on this piece of land? Yeah. So uh, what, what we do is we, we trial a lot of stuff. I, I'd probably say the key word is research and I guess trialling as well. And a lot of it is new crops or existing crops in slightly different ways, uh, very, lots of very unusual stuff.
0: So how many plants have you got in total? How many different varieties
1: um, do you think? Different varieties or source, seed sources, probably three, 300 I'd estimate. Uh, there's at least 1,000 plants at last count and that was quite a while ago. We're probably close to 2,000. And you've got the nursery in a big clearing, Beautiful plants. So uh, the, the nursery at the moment, I, I, I have a full-time, mostly full-time desk job. So I'm a software engineer. I work four days a week f- for a Wellington company. But definitely we're looking to scale the nursery and get some local people employed in the nursery. Yes. Um, so you're turning this nursery into a business. So what we want to make is something called a social enterprise. So it's kind of a hybrid between a business and a charity. So, in the case of a charity, you need a board, and the board can sort of control how the charity evolves. Whereas in a social enterprise, I can still be in charge, but you you still you're not making any profit. It all goes to the employees, to the to the back into the business. Yes. And to the community. So the ideal way that things will go is that we will get the community growing all of all of these different food plants. Whatever succeeds the best, and if they do so well that we then go out of business, that's what we consider a success. This is purely just how do we get food plants into the community and change how the region is growing food. So, yeah. Show me some of your uh, favorite plants. Ooh. Uh, Just step over this over here. Yeah, so let's see what we have here. One plant we grow quite a lot of is lacuma. This is a lacuma over here. Okay. How would you describe that? So, lacuma is a South American sort of mountain plant. The fruit is roughly the same size as an avocado, dark green kind of skin. Now the inside of the fruit, it's a very vibrant orange colour. Very rich orange. A bit like one of the orange kumras. And I describe the flavours as being like a triangle. So at the very top of the triangle, you have sort of a maple syrup or a butterscotch flavour. Say the the bottom left of the triangle, you have a sort of kumra, sweet potato flavour. And then the bottom right is sort of a dates or raisins flavour. Oh, sounds delicious. Yes, it is. And depending on which variety you have, it can be sort of anywhere in the triangle. So most of them are generally in the middle. Some are very much like tree potatoes. There's not a lot of flavour to them, but they're very big. And then there are some which are quite small and very heavy on the Mm. maple Mm. syrup flavour. Can you grow them to a ripened state in
0: this climate here?
1: Untested. The oldest plant in the area would be under five years old. So it's... Very, very much untested, and, and that's what we do. We, we want to try these plants to see if they can get a foothold locally and be growing. Oh no, this is a fig, isn't it? Yep, that's yeah. a fig. And this is an unusual plant here. This is yangmei. One of the other names is Mountain Peach. It's in the family called Merica, or sometimes Morella. This fruit has a berry, roughly strawberry-sized... And again, it's very rare in the country. The only plants that I know that are fruiting are in Northland. The fruit tastes somewhere between a herbal strawberry raspberry Mm flavour. And it's a nitrogen fixer, which means that it it supplies its own fertiliser from the air. Um, There's some Chibotacabas here, so about 10 different varieties. Brazilian grape tree. Again, totally untested locally. They grow fine. There's no problems with them surviving outside. Mm. But who knows how well our fruit. Yeah. Where do you get your seeds from? So there is import pathways for um, individuals to import seeds from overseas. It's called the basic seed category on the plant biosecurity index. There's about 20,000 species that are on that index uh, as basic. And as long as they are clean, clean seeds, uh, labelled with the Latin name on the seed packet, and the package declares the contents as seed for sowing, as long as all those three conditions are met, then then it can just come in. Uh, there's a few others we've imported with phytosanitary certificates, such as these, these uh, because of myrtle rust, they have to be fumigated and that requires uh, a declaration by the seed seller that they've fumigated the seeds. So for some of these plants, it's going to take
0: a long time before you yep. can actually determine yeah. whether they will fruit successfully in this area.
1: Yep, uh, definitely the most long term of that would be the bunya, which we can go have a look at over here. So this is a bunya here. Uh, that's an Australian native plant. Oh, it's a bit prickly. It's very prickly. <laughs> it's native to sort of Queensland, two areas in Queensland. Is well known for eventually producing a rugby ball-sized cone. Huh. And inside the cone would be, um, how would we describe those? Well, strawberry-sized nuts, large strawberry-sized. And they roughly taste sort of halfway between a chestnut and a pine nut and a very, very important food for Aboriginal Australians, and just a great item to have. So in Australia, there's a bit of a renaissance with with the bunya, and people are really picking up the the things you can do with it. And it's really the last few years that there's been a lot of support, and um, bunyas grow fine in this part of the country, but you're looking at 30-plus years to get them to fruit. You are here for the long haul. Yep, definitely. (laughs) When
0: did you first become... Interested in plants? Hmm.
1: I've grown plants on and off, definitely since being a young kid. Uh, I've grown. I think the first thing was probably flowers. There was ferns in there. There was cacti. There was carnivorous plants. There was medicinal plants. Uh, there was. It was all in there. But I think when, when we lived overseas for a couple of years, and while we were overseas, I think that's when it really clicked. That. We are very dependent on going to the supermarket for our food. Pretty much everyone is. And uh, as we've seen just in the last few years, the, the the feeling of being comfortable at the supermarket can quite quickly change from one of being c- comfortable to being a bit more like, oh, there's prices. Uh, and and so that's why we wanted to get people to grow their own food, but in a way in which it's not super high effort. So everything we grow here is perennial. So one, one thing that... A lot of gardeners who, who grow annuals will know is that if you miss a year, you don't really get any food. If you leave your bed a year, you, there's no food. Whereas in a, a perennial situation, like like an orchard or a food forest, if you don't do any maintenance for a year, you just you can still go harvest avocados. You can still harvest citrus. The yeah. apples are all there. Uh, the bananas are still there. And yeah. so that that's really what we think is is a big part of the food security is these perennial plants that just grow, and then when you need them, you can, you can use them.
0: Mm. What's that plant over there with the big, lush, dark green leaves?
1: So that plant, uh, it's a loquat. And yeah, loquat is, if you haven't tasted it, it's a bit like a mango, apricot, plum kind of thing. Um, definitely one of my favourite fruits. And do you know if that will grow to a fruiting... Stage here. Yes, there is uh, fruiting loquats on the west coast already. Uh, They're they're relatively tough, and you can grow them pretty much in the entire country. I think. I think only some inland parts of the east coast of the South Island are going to be too cold. Uh, They can handle sort of close to minus ten, I think. And as long as the the flowering period is not too cold or not too wet, then you're going to get a good crop. Do you have many plants here that have edible leaves? We have a lot of plants with edible leaves. One example at the back there is called huakatai. Uh, that's in the marigold family. I'll go grab a leaf. Thank you. The first taste I get is uh, very much passion fruit, but then it quickly kind of goes into mint. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit bitter, this leaf. Mm. So we're in winter rather than sort of early spring, and so maybe those leaves have been on the plant mm. a fair while. This would be nice in salads or for cooking. Yep, South American cooking, it's uh, definitely a key flavour. We grow a lot of taro, so I've probably got about 10 varieties and species at the moment. Mm. Some of the old Maori varieties that have been grown for sort of hundreds of years and came from some very old uh, plantations. There's an island in Northland that our variety of red stem Maori taro came from, and it's, it's still early days. The next stage of the program is to start sort of taste testing them and to see what grows best locally. But, yep, that's, that's stage two. Beside the nursery,
0: you've got several large banana trees.
1: Yep. So those are actually our ornamental bananas. We do have edible bananas up the hill that are also fruiting, and we'll walk up to those shortly. Mm. Um, the one on the left is a species called Musa basho, or the basho banana, and... We grow that to uh, as, a, as what we call a mulch plant. So it sucks up nutrients. And in winter, all of those nutrients are stored safely in the banana tissues uh, and they're not getting washed out of the soil. And then when spring comes, then we can chop the banana and sort of feed that stem back to other plants. And it's very high in nitrogen and very nutritious for other plants. And um, so that's the Abyssinian banana, the Musa basho, and Musa sicamensis, which is the Nepalese sort of mountain banana. And the the sort of the goal with all of those is to see what, what is the best at sucking up nutrients and holding on to them over winter. Well, let's go and look at the edible banana plants
0: that you're growing.
1: Yep. We're just coming up to the older banana patch now. So here we have Goldfinger and Luki. Nobody recommends another banana more highly than this. And so, yeah, we've been getting them into the community and getting people growing them. And we're coming up now to a couple of the terraces. So here is a Mexicola avocado seedling that we, we grew from some seed that escaped from a very old avocado orchard the the skin is very thin and actually you eat the skin it's peppery and we're aiming to get this fruiting soon and sort of and then we can do a bit more controlled hybrids and that kind of stuff Mm. when you say we who are you talking about oh me and my wife um she does help me a fair bit but also i've i've got a fairly good um network locally of people who help so some of the other stuff people help locally with is uh, say the citrus Uh, i've got people locally who help with avocados and plant out a bunch of seedlings and through that process we look to select better stuff that we can we can use locally um, I've got about 10 different species of ginger and yeah we're, we're trying to find again and rank what are the best sort of 4 or 5 gingers for the area so one of the gingers we're quite keen to to get planted soon is an Australian native ginger It's fairly similar to lemongrass, but with a sort of a ginger hint to it, Mm. and it it smells and tastes like lemon.
0: We've come about 10 metres further up, and uh, what have we got here?
1: What we have here is actually a native species of the nettle family from the Kermadec Islands, and this is a plant you should probably cook, but the raw leaves taste like peas to me. Mm, they do. Cooked peas? Yeah. That, that's one of the plants where there is no other recorded information of people eating it. Mm. Now you've got heaps of shells scattered around the plants. So what, we'll, what we do is we spread them through the soil and we try and leave them sort of cup side up and that way when they're sort of buried in the soil they, they're always going to act as a little reservoir of water. They also buffer the soil pH ever so slightly um, yeah, so here you can see the wickers have dug the path a lot. This is a, a terrace in formation, and we're about a metre above the, the true soil level. Yeah. The terrace is at a metre and a half wide, almost two metres at points. This, uh, I haven't measured it, but we're, we're looking at one, two, three, sort of three and a half, four, four of them. They're about at least 20 metres long. So, yeah, that's close to 100 metres of, um, terrace. A lot of plantable land. Yeah, and as we're standing now, we can look down at one of the banana patches of a variety called Pisang Awak. It just means normal banana. (laughs) The Malaysian word sounds way more exotic. Yes. Uh, So that one there, there's now probably five or six pups, and we'll we'll split those off in spring, and already there's starting to be a bit of a dent in the local area from bananas that we've supplied, so other people are starting to get fruit on their plants, and who knows, there could be could be a lot more backyard bananas in the bulla.
0: Excellent. John Collier talking to Cosmo at his West Coast Agroforestry Nursery at Charleston on the West Coast. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.